Let's try this. There it goes. God damn stereo. We need to fix that. Yeah, I know. Stereo's been acting stupid lately. Like, uh, well, you know what it is? If someone doesn't answer, it corrupts the show and so it throws you. But I don't understand why it would throw me if I created it. It, uh, it, it's just gonna have to. It's gonna do its own thing. But yeah, I'm doing okay. A little bit of car trouble, but it's getting taken care of. Oh, you got car trouble? Yeah, freaking <laughs> mass airflow sensor end up going out. So, like right and I now? just bought one. Well, yesterday, like yesterday, oh. it went out. So. <laughs> And that's a brand new one that I just bought too. I was like, okay, so I guess I'm gonna have to contact the the people to get a, get one replaced. The manufacturer? Are you going through the company you bought it from? Uh, the company that I bought it from. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. So, ah, uh, but yeah. Uh, at least it'll be coming in somewhat this week, in the middle of this that's week. Good. Well, that's good. Just give me a couple minutes. I'm going to share the show and uh, get started. And then whenever Coach comes in, he can um, pick up where we left off kind of shit. You know? So how you doing, geography class? Um, I'm cool. I'm cool. I got no complaints. Phone charged up. Feeling pretty decent. Um, no idea what I'm going to be talking about with y'all tonight, but I'm here for it. Um, well, you, I've seen you come in a couple of times to the previous shows. It, what it basically is, is I asked a series of questions just to kind of get your guys' perspectives on things. It could range anywhere between, um, you know, relationships. It can range um, political. It can be, um, you know, sexual. Not anything, you know, disrespectful by any means. Um, but just to get a consensus on um, how you see things, um, the purpose of the show is to give people a little bit of a better view of how you guys process things and, you know, get a little bit more of an in-depth understanding of a man's mind. Especially because yeah. women like to say, you know, certain things and I think it's wrong. Um, and I don't think you guys have, you don't have the space a lot of times to express yourself and not be attacked for it. True. Does that make sense? True. Yeah. So the only thing that I ask for the gentlemen on the panel is that um, respect each other when it comes to your, you know, opinions. Respect the people that are listening should they disagree. I make sure I run a tight ship. I don't allow anyone in my audience to disrespect my panel, nor vice versa. So I like it to be very conducive, and I like it to be a safe space where everyone can speak their mind and know that it's okay whether we agree with each other or not. I do I agree. Personally, like there's nothing there's nothing personally that's like off limits for me. Like I'm willing to pretty much engage in any type of discussion. 
And you know, even even if it's not safe, you know, like I'm actually like in the process of doing some writing regarding communication specifically because like within stereo and society as a whole, I've been noticing like a breakdown in communication. It seems like we get more and more primitive in terms mm. of like how we speak, especially to one another amongst like groups that might not see eye to eye. So, right. yeah, you, you can ask no, me I'm... anything. Yeah. Hey, what up, Coast? Coast is the geography. This is Ray Arthur. Ray Arthur, this is Coast. What's that? Kind of how are you? I'll be seeing geography in the stereo streets. We ain't never talked before, though. Okay. Um, my other thing is I like to get people on the panel that really don't talk to each other or don't know too much about each other because I'm not trying to create an echo chamber. I really right. want open, honest communication, respectful communication, but open. You know what I mean? And honest, like, I, I don't want people to always have the same ideas. Um, I think that yeah. we, you know what I mean? I, I, I want it to be as, um, uh, as... An even playing field. Exactly, you know? And if you don't agree with each other, that's okay. Just, you know, do it in a respectful manner and that's it. You know, I may not agree, um, but I want you guys to know too, don't... Um, don't feel you have to sugarcoat anything with any of your answers because there really isn't a right or wrong answer. It's right. based on your experience, your opinion, um, any research that you've done. And I don't take anything to heart. Um, this, like I said, my platform is mainly to help people understand how men see things and give you guys kind of a platform to say how you feel and know that I'm not going to sit here and bash you for it. And be like, no, you're mm -hmm. wrong because you're a man and you do everything wrong. I'm not like that. I appreciate yeah. you for that. Uh, as someone that actually been on shows with her before and had this somewhat, um, she is telling the truth. So I could vouch for that. <laughs> thank you, Ray Arthur. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I tuned in before. I see you, you know, you just let them express themselves. Yeah, and I actually, I think, Ray Arthur, you were on my, um, the, uh, Men Who Deal With Abuse panel, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a deep show. I haven't touched that one in a while, but that was a pretty deep show. Mm -hmm. Um, so, if you guys are ready, um, first thing I want to ask is if I can get your age and whether or not these gentlemen are single. All right. Um, I'm 29 years old. Just turned 29 years old. Um, and yes, I am single. Okay. Geography. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't. If anybody knows me, you know, uh, somebody did like some uh some some voodoo related stuff with me. So I prefer not to give my age. I am in my 30s, okay. but um, I'm also single. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Hey, you know, that's fine. So, um, mid or early thirties? Mid. Okay. And yeah. Coast, where you at with it? Um, I'm 34, and it's complicated. 
<laughs> in a situationship coast. Situation. And it always uh, it's mechanisms at play. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Uh, I mainly do it because just kind of want to know um, from what angle you might be looking at things. Um, it may or may not help, but uh, it just kind of gives me a sense of playing field where you guys are, you know, what you're dealing with in your own life. So, um, so my question is, what do you gentlemen think? And I want each one of you to answer, I need two pros in being a man and two cons in being a man. Anybody want to go first? Mm, I want to think about it. You yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Okay, take your time. And no rush. I got a bubble down here. I'll hit. And thank you for chiming in, short stroke. And Stevie J and Sunshine and Lotus. Right, what up, Stevie? What up, Sunshine? We got Pete. Good evening to you all. Hope you're all having a good Saturday night. It's officially Sunday morning where I am. Oh. Good old Yorkshire in the north of England. Uh, probably won't be stopping, but. I've come into the room and I've sat here for a little bit and I think it'd be quite, I believe it'd be quite rude if I didn't introduce myself and wish you all glad tidings and pleasant journeys throughout life, you know? So that's what I'm doing. I'm just coming here to say much love to you all and hope you continue to have a fun-filled Saturday. Sorry. I'm a little bit incoherent and a little bit inconcise at the minute because it's fucking nearly two o'clock in the morning. Definitely appreciate you for coming. Yeah. Two o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Damn. That's a big time difference. Um, yeah, it's only like freaking almost eight o'clock here. Well, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, you good. You good. Appreciate it. Um, I think two two positive things is about being a man mm -hmm. is is nobody's <laughs> coming to my rescue okay. when you know if I'm in trouble, if I'm in pain, my tears do not matter. Hmm. And that's a pro? That's a pro. Okay, go ahead, because I'm gonna have a question after that. It keeps, it keeps the brain active, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, keep keeps me being, searching for solutions internally. Um, okay. Another positive is, you know, being a heterosexual male means, you know what I'm saying, I can experience all the glory that is women. So, you know, being a man who, who loves women um, mm -hmm. that's a positive. Two negatives is, mm -hmm. um, nobody's coming to my rescue. My pain and my tears mm -hmm. do not matter. Mm -hmm. And the negative, second negative is I'm a heterosexual male who loves women. <laughs> okay. 
So I mean, there you go. He basically did something that I was about to do. Okay. Oh, high five like, on that one. Yeah. The positive okay. are the negative. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's different. I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate it. What you got, Ray Arthur? Okay. Um, I guess for the positives, part about being a man is that we have the ability to shape the world in the way that we prefer or uh, try to because of our physical ability. Um, another positive thing about us being a man is um, our because of that, our ability to also, uh, if you look this up, you know, the differences between men and women is that men are able to see how things move and operate. Mm -hmm. Or for that, it's our ability to pay attention to seek out danger. Um, the flip side for with women, so I can actually uh, give more context, is that women yeah. know how to uh, how to see colors. So those colors are meant to actually look for like poisonous objects like, you know, mm. snakes or toads or, or even certain, you know, berries. So uh, I, uh, a man's vision and a woman's vision are completely different. So I'll say it like that. Um, the negative about being a man is that um, uh, Right now, in this day and age, uh, being a man is is uh, seen as no matter what you do, even when you're like with your own child at a park, you're seen as a predator. Mm. Another negative part about being a man is that um, you're going to be forever everybody's uh joke while also at uh well butt of everybody's joke but also being seen as uh a tool that a wanted tool okay that's interesting okay um that's very interesting all right what you got for me coast um so my answer is not too far off from this i think uh one of the positives about being a man is being able to be a father and have a leadership role, you know, hopefully one day I could be a husband. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, the fact that men, you know, we have a very logical way we look at the world, so we thrust into these leadership roles, and I love that. And I think the negative is, basically what geography said, but I'm going to reword it, is that when in trouble, we're less mm -hmm. likely to get help. <laughs> when in trouble, we're less likely to get help. It was one other one I was thinking about. Um... Oh, and I think being a masculine man in today's society um, could get you under some fire. So, it's interesting you guys said that. So, my, my other question is, do you feel being a heterosexual man that you're under attack in the aspect that you cannot speak your mind without being demonized? Yes, ma'am. That's why I wear the Absolutely. horns. Absolutely. Okay. And I, I, I asked that because I noticed it myself. Now, I don't know if you men are 
traditional in the aspect of tradition. Um, but I had a friend of mine ask or say to me that he feels the traditional men are being um, not a, being attacked, but also being looked down upon as if it's a bad thing. What was I'm sorry, what was that previous question you asked right before? Do you feel as being a heterosexual man that if you speak your mind, you're being demonized? Um, yes and no. Okay. I feel like there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of traps that you can walk into if you just communicating willy nilly without like really putting thought into what you say. But at the same time, it's like to me, it's it's no different than what you basically sign up for when you enter this world as like a heterosexual man. Like man. it, it kind of lines up to what I was saying before. It's like you might you might say something with genuine intentions. But I think I think most most the average man I'll say the average man is going to have an understanding that you know you can you can you can come with love in your heart and still get arrows you know mm -hmm. so it kind of comes with the territory so you got to know so, how to navigate them situations. One of you so, and I don't remember who it was, but one of you stated masculinity and. Do you think people are now confusing your masculinity and portraying it as toxic as opposed to just being a masculine man? Yeah, I think um, yes. masculinity is viewed as toxic, even if it's a mm -hmm. moderate form of it. Okay. So, um, um, if, oh, go ahead. Uh, please continue. I'm sorry. Um, I think I was just going to say, like, you know, like if I came through and um, said that, you know, for me is God, family and then country. I think that's a problem for people like they triggered just by me saying that now. And that's a very simple term, very simple theology. Right. OK. Geography, you had anything to add with that? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I I look at I look at you know society as sort of like you know it's like a chessboard, mm -hmm. and when it comes down to like attacks on masculinity, like mm -hmm. I get it, I understand you know we live in a like a female more female centric society in terms of how people want others to communicate but mm -hmm. I, I also you know I understand in the real world and practical application we still need people to run into burning buildings and and, and you know pull people out of fire we still right. gotta call police we still you know I ran into a situation today where I mean not today I'm sorry um, like a couple of months ago where you know a man was hitting a woman on the street and mm -hmm. You know, I didn't see it happen. I didn't see it while it, like when it initiated. All I heard was another woman say, he's hitting her. Nobody's going to do anything. You know, now she didn't run over there and do that. No. She put out a call and wanted someone that she at least felt 
probably was more capable to her to rectify the situation. And in that situation, I, even though in today's world, you know, a, a smart thinking man might be like, anything can happen. I should mind my business. This dude can have a weapon. But regardless, I still went over there and I broke the situation up. And at least in that instance, he wasn't hitting her no more. So that being said, I understand that the aspects, like as a man, you got to be kind of prepared for the aspects that make you um, or give you them kind of instincts. It's going to be a thankless job. And you got to be, you got, it's got to be in you deeply ingrained enough to where you don't feel reluctant acting on those instincts just because a thank you isn't coming. Right. Okay. Um, if it's okay, if I can say something on that. Yeah, go right ahead. I mean, uh, I get what he's saying, and I, in a way, for me, <laughs> I guess two parts of my brain is going off here. It's like I agree and I disagree at the exact same time. Um, and the reason why I say, you know, I disagree, even though he said the part that, you know, makes me that I agree. The part that makes me disagree is that I had it that two of my buddies end up saving these chicks that was getting hands put on them. And what ended up happening, well, with one of them, the woman ended up jumping on my buddy's back and starts hitting him in the back of the head after he was starting to beat up the guy that was putting hands on her. Um, and the second one is that after he put hands on the guy that was beating her up, she ends up uh, completely distancing herself from him. And the, the problem is, is that uh, I see that there is possibly a situation of toxic masculinity. Oh, mm -hmm. you dropped out. There's a situation yeah, of toxic masculinity. Uh, yeah. I see there's a situation of that there is indeed toxic masculinity out there. It's is that a lot of people ain't having the proper guidance in early ages to distinguish which is positive and which is negative. And I know for me is, and I like using like certain references like from TV shows and anime and stuff like that. So I'll use this one for some people that probably seen this Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, Master, I mean, what was it? Zuko's father is the example of toxic masculinity, while Zuko's grandfather is the toxic, uh, is, is the representation of positive masculinity. Right. So if you ever seen the show, you will understand what I mean. Uncle Iroh was positive masculinity. He was there for his uh, grandson. He even, he himself cried at certain points of the choices that his father and his uh, grandson was making. But he also came and saved him. Zuko's father was abusive to his, to his son and praised the toxic traits of his daughter and said to his son, hey, um, you, your uh, sister was born lucky and you was lucky to be born. Oh. So now you can understand the differences between positive masculinity and toxic masculinity. Mm, okay. Wow, that's interesting. 
I'm, I mean, I know you're talking about an anime, which I have not watched, but just the scenario you gave, it's really interesting, I think, um, that would kind of put his mind in a state, you know what I mean? Want to ask something, Geography? Yes. I'm, I'm sorry, what was the question? Yeah, you kind of sound far away. That's why it was hard to hear. He was trying to figure out what was the question. No, uh, did yeah, you want to add to what he was saying, or you, you were good? Well, oh, well, I mean, personally, like, I just, was there something toxic about the story I described? Oh, what are you talking about when, uh... You talk about when uh, he end up, uh, my buddies end up trying to save the woman. Are you talk about? No. You talk about? Uh, yeah, the thing is, is that the guy that was beating up on the woman was toxic masculinity, but my buddies were positive masculinity, trying to go ahead and try to protect her. But the thing is, is that both of the women that was uh, that my buddies came to go ahead and save end up turning their backs on them or even assaulted them in the process. And this is why I'm saying that a lot of people nowadays, especially because there's no father figures around, doesn't understand the difference between positive and what's toxic. And what we have in our society right now is that um, what we do need is that those those positive traits to be to be uh praised upon or else they're not going to know and the continuation of this type of process will will go on we'll live in this insanity well i will say i will say that um i have noticed the shift in it i've noticed that when men assert themselves or they tend to be in their masculinity and they walk assertive, that now it's considered, um, oh, he's toxic. He's, uh, you know, toxic, toxic masculinity, but he's not. I don't see it that way. So I thought it was interesting that now it's starting to be an issue where if a man walks in his confidence and he knows who he is and he's assertive by nature then now he's starting to get looked at as being toxic and i don't think it's right well i i have to i think when i when i look at the the playing field as far as that goes like i don't even i don't even take that personally because like we live in a society right now where TikTok is one of the number one influences over people, like how they think, behave, and their perspective that goes into the world. Right. TikTok is owned by China. China is not an ally of the United States. TikTok right. in China is extremely different than TikTok in the United States of America. So if this platform that has all of this influence on people's behavior is not coming from the hand of an ally, then 
I have to I have to assume that there has to be some sort of mechanisms in play that is designing um, this system of like encouraging men to repress their own masculinity because we have influence from foreign um, entities. So why why would like why would society be if if that's the case then just just me kind of taking like a top down view of it like mm-hmm. i would think that if we have a foreign enemy they more than likely would be encouraged to introduce ideas and material that would mitigate the masculinity of their enemy and so right. that being said, when I see when I see masculinity somewhat being like uh, illustrated as a negative trait, right. the first thing I think of is this is like a psyop. This is oh. an attack. This is a foreign entity um, gaining a foothold in mm-hmm. our culture and. Of course, you would want to, you would, I mean, when it comes down to war, mm-hmm. like, it's beneficial for your enemy, it's beneficial for you, for your enemy, to have less masculine warriors. Right. Right. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, it's almost like, you know, infiltrating. They're infiltrating through it and causing the, I mean, it's the old thing in war, you know, um, con- divide and conquer, basically. If you can get them fighting within themselves, they're not paying attention to what we're actually doing. Yeah, and I, I think warfare. that ties into male-female relation, relations as well. I, I look at it as all one one big game being played because, you know, the, the more men and women are separated and divided ideology ideologically the more households are vulnerable the more kids are vulnerable and the more profit there is in real estate in the rental industry like division is not only profitable but it is like to the advantage of people who may not be our fans so I hold that I hold that as the core of my thought process, even when I'm encountering difficult situations. So, let me ask you guys this: What do you think? What do you see that could possibly be what women are doing on our side wrong? What are we doing that's probably causing this disdain between the gen- the two male and females? What are we doing? Now, from what I end up seeing right at the moment is that um, first things first, like what he end up saying and what you end up saying, you know, when a man ends up starting going ahead and walking in his masculinity next, you know, he sees he's being demonized. And that's the thing is that when it comes down to being masculine, you are going to be disagreeable. 
you are, and that should be okay. I mean, when it comes down to a lot of feminine women, I mean, a lot of times they're going to be more on the agreeable side because a lot of feminine women try to avoid conflict, quote unquote. Um, so, uh, understanding that, yeah, we, we, we're going to have differences of opinion and all because we have a difference of opinion doesn't mean that we're toxic. It just that means that we just, we, we see things from a different perspective than you. Wow. Right. So yeah, there's, there's that. I've gotten that a lot. I've done, this is my fifth show and I've gotten that a lot where men are like, we are more logical. We think logically. If there's ever been a, you know, if there's any type of communication breakdown, it's always been, that's been like the number one answer that men are more logical when it comes to thinking as opposed to women being a little bit more led emotionally when it comes to it. Exactly. Um, um, I think, I think that one of the, the biggest factors in like on the women's side of things is like women are still susceptible to bait you know like to bait oh bait okay go ahead yeah and i think i think because men have typically not not across the board but typically men have a little bit more of a hunter spirit we know what bait is you know like but we we have cultivated a society where if if a woman falls for bait Mm -hmm. and with from a man from a relationship standpoint Mm -hmm. there are mechanisms in play that will relinquish her own responsibility in it. Mm-hmm. So like, if he's got a, if the guy has a pretty face and a nice body, like I can let, I can let my, a woman can let her underwear do the talking. And then when it doesn't go right, she could just call him a narcissist or He's toxic, or he gaslit me. He was a manipulator, and for the most part, there will be a community of people to sort of like surround her and say, "Yeah, girl, that's right. Like, it's not your fault that you got wet and made a quick decision." And so, for me personally, and this is this is why. I, my benefit, the positive about me being a man is because no one cares if I cry is because there's not going to like, I, I haven't run into a scenario where a group of my friends, we got together and be like, you know what? That girl manipulated me. She's a narcissist. Um, she gaslit me. And it's like, we, there's not a space for me to tell myself I had no accountability in the scenario. And because of that, I can I can help mitigate myself from making the same mistakes again and again. Cause like, I don't have anybody to be like, it's not your fault. 
it was his right. fault. Right. But telling women what they want to hear is extremely profitable. That's why commercials look the way they do. That's why TV looks the way that it does. That's why preachers preach the way they do. That's why, you know, like, that's why manifesting is possible. You know, you can make anything happen with, like, minimal effort. That's very appealing to a certain demographic, you know? And so I think, like, have y'all ever seen that fish? It's like an angler fish. It's it's deep under the sea. It's, like, at the bottom of the ocean, and it has, like, Mm -hmm. a little light dangling from his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about that. That fish is floating around in society. And I think many times women run towards that light and not realize the jaws that are right behind that light. Mm. Now, do you think that we don't hold each other accountable? We, we think we just typically, you know, co-sign each other's bullshit and want to pin it on you guys instead of saying, yo, do a bomb Yes, As a whole, I will have to say. Oh, go ahead. Well, I'll try to make it quick. As a whole, 100%, no. But I have been privy to some conversations where I've seen women try to talk and their, another friend and their friend group to into doing OnlyFans. I've seen conversations happen where a woman will talk another woman into, you know, getting onto a stripper pole. I've seen situations where a single friend will will coax a woman who's in a relationship out of one. And I've seen situations where women allow themselves to be coaxed out of a marriage. Because at the end of the day, like, Generally speaking, people have a tough time not following the path of least resistance. And, you you know, like, I have also, and of course this is not across the board, but I've also observed circumstances where women, women groups of friends is not a real friendship. It's a comparison committee. And Uh, there's like a silent competition going on. So the type of man one gets can influence whether or not a woman will appreciate the man that she has. It's like, you know, it's a, there's a dynamic that occurs in women's grouping together that is not so prevalent in men. Men don't typically get together and be like, yeah, bro, you should do porn or yeah, bro, you should get up. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's a, I'm not saying that men just get together and tell each other the right thing. That's certainly not the case. But right, right. I, feel, I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad advice being offered and circulated amongst women groups that is perceived as like righteous conclusions and they're really not. Do you think because there is an underlying um, competition, like constantly competing with one another, that we tend to do that? Yes. As well, I'll I'll try to make mine quick. Um, Yes, uh, a lot of that does have to do with women competing with other women, and even (laughs) if you 
end up looking up like the whole situation. Even Adam Preach ended up putting up a video of you know women raiding other women, and um, when it comes down to this and what he ended up saying, you know, women try to convince other women to do certain things that probably would be self-destructive. Yes, I've been in situations that I've seen that happen because one woman, she's afraid of, you know, uh, surpassing her friend and the friend doesn't want to uh, be left alone. So, of course, they're going to, the friend is probably going to coerce the other, uh, the other one to, hey, um, do OnlyFans or break it off with your uh, husband or your boyfriend because um, you you can't go past me. If they can't bring themselves up, they'll rather bring you down. It's the exact same thing as, you know, crab in a barrel type of situation. Yeah, so, I'm about to just chime in real quick. I think both yeah, these brothers gave great, um, great answers. Um, and jealousy do play a role. Competition do play a role. But I think also too, um, men we could like I could I could G check my homie about something. He could not like it, mm-hmm. and we might even come to blows. But we right back at it. I think with women, um, sometimes when a, one woman G check another woman, that can end a friendship. Ah. So I think they're probably less hesitant to be critical. Like, hey, you shouldn't have did that to him. You should have did this for him. As opposed to me telling my homeboy, like, yo, bro, you got to do better. You wild, man. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I end up asking someone, I end up asking someone, uh, can you bring uh, people up without tearing them down? And then she said, yeah. I'm just like, how is it possible that you could do that? And if you, if you can bring someone up without tearing them down, at that point in time, that's pointless because you're basically saying that person's perfect. So, mm. so for you to build anything up, whether it's a house, car, whatever, or even a person, for them to get built up, they have to self-reflect on the actions and decisions that they end up making. Mm. I think also, like, society really does not put a metric on women to where they mm-hmm. risk losing womanhood. Like really? Yeah, like there's this this it's not really it's not really a whole lot of like oh you're not a real woman if you do this. You're not a real woman if you do that. You're not a real woman if you don't do this or don't do that. I mean that's that shit is very much alive. Like if you if you don't take care of your family or if your finances aren't a certain way or if you can't fight, or if you, you, you know, you, you display cowardice, or, you know, any any manner of things can lead to you hearing about... Yeah, your man your man. And really? there, amongst men, yeah, there is, there is, like, a self-check mechanism, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, you really... No man wants his manhood to be called in question. None right. at all. I've man. never heard I've never mm-hmm. heard a woman being told from a man or a woman, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're not a real woman if, if you're not going XYZ. You know, it'll come mm-hmm. in passing, but it also comes with, you know, five to ten other voices that say, 
girl, you ain't his slave. You don't need to cook for him. Or, mm-hmm. you, you know, mm-hmm. like, whatever the case may be. I'm not saying that that's what makes a woman. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly, no. I don't feel myself qualified to make that determination. But, right. like, what do women, I, I guess the question I'm going to ask is, do women have some sort of, like, any sort of monolithic um, metrics to where y'all look at yourselves and be like, if I don't do X, Y, Z, I'm not a woman. Because I haven't really observed it. I would right. say, I mean, and this is just my, this is just my opinion, and there might be other women that, you know, think differently. I would say when it comes to that, not so much in the relationship aspect, but in the child rearing aspect. Uh-huh. If you're not doing what you need to do as a mother, then you start getting your womanhood question. Because that's, you know, that's what we are. Right, right, right. right. So, but as far as relationship wise, I've heard it. I've heard some people say you're not a woman, you know, you're not a real woman, whatever. But it's not as deep as men being like, yo, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, I know it's not as deep as the men's side. Um, Let me real quick, let me get these messages and then we'll get back to it. All right. We got voice coach. Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm just passing through. I see a few of my favorite people in here. What's up, Short Stroke? Hope you guys are having a great weekend. What up, boys? You too. I yeah. hope you're having a great weekend. Hey, appreciate it. We got Isabella. Great evening, everyone. Great evening, Bree Talks. The mind of a man. Hello, Artie. Hello, geography class. I commend you for intervening, and you're absolutely right. We 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 intervene not for flowers or for a thank you. We do it because we know it's the right thing to do. Hello, Mr. Coast and listeners. What's I up? am listening. What's up? What's up? Hey, Isabella. Hey, uh-huh. All right, go ahead. All right, we got Bliss. Hey, honey. Shout out to the building, everyone downstairs at the motherfucking basement party. Jones. What the fuck, nigga? Shout out to Coast was goody. Geography What's class was popping. Artie Black Ops with up. And to my baby, Bree motherfucking talks. What's goody? What's popping, hey, baby? Yep. Yeah. Real talk, too. Um, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I wanted to address that, like, intervening with, uh, you know, the, the outside, the domestic outside situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, while I was walking over to that situation, in my head, you know, I have this dichotomy of also facing the idea that if this dude pull a weapon out and blow my brains out in the middle of this parking lot, mm-hmm. my family's going to be like, damn, he should have minded his own business. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So that being said, it's like, like, it, it's a tough thing to navigate. Like, even right. in that process, I'm like, this could be my whole, this could be my day. Like, this could be right. the, the day right. that, you know, ends my chapter. And so, like, honestly, I'm not saying that I would 
do that 100% of the time, in that right. particular instance, I needed to for whatever right. reason. So, like, what it really comes down to is, like, how much how much of this masculinity shit do this society really want to die? Because right. I need to see, like, I don't know if any of those women would go home with the same feeling that I would go home with walking away from that situation and just letting it happen. Like, when I seen it jumping off, like, I know if I didn't do anything, it would bother me all day. You know? Right. But it would be, it would be, I would be bothered by me. But I imagine those women who witnessed it before I did, they their thought process would probably be something to the tune of, damn, shit is really fucked up out here. It ain't no real man out here who's willing to do anything. You know what I'm saying? So it's like their concern wouldn't even be like I I need I should have been the one to step into it. So it's like we live in a society where this shit is thankless. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like I, I was able to get through that and do what I needed to do, but another person might not. So. Man. All I'm trying to say is, you know what I'm saying, like, you, if you got kids, like, try to guide them towards the men and, and women that you want them to be because some of this shit ain't got no, like, guarantees of flowers. Some of this shit ain't got no thank yous. And, and some of this shit, like, if you fail, right. it's going to come with, you know, he was stupid for doing that shit in the first place. Right. I mean, I think, and I think it's, I'm sorry, go ahead, brother. No, no, I was basically trying to tell him before. That's why I ended up saying before that um, having it that it's thankless is the issue because when it's thankless, it's seen as not important. And mm. when it's seen as not important, then it, it seems now it comes off as it, it's entitlement for certain people. Like you have to do this. This is this is this is your job, and you you need to do this. And it's just like I, I'm putting my life on the line for for you. And um, they end up saying is that when you end up being in a certain position, like if you're a firefighter, if you're probably a cop, if you if you in the military or something along those lines, a job that you constantly put your life on the line, do you do it for free? Like. Well, on the other side of that coin, everybody ain't built for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if there was a parade for any time you did something, you know, there's there's gonna be some some less than less than qualified individuals trying to jump into a situation that they're they're not constructed for. You know, every society throughout society, there's been like men who are deemed warriors. There's been scholars. You know what I'm saying? So the last thing you need is a scholar or a gardener trying to be a warrior. Sometimes it works, but I feel like the thankless aspect of it does keep it genuine because if you know it ain't no going, it ain't going to be no parade for you, then, you know, you doing it. It's it's real because if you're not built for it, you jump into a situation, you know, you're needless. You might needlessly have your mother looking at your body because you tried to do something you weren't ready for. Right. What were you going to say, Coast? Um, I think it's instincts a lot of times, though, because in our nature, we want to protect, you know? So 
the woman being the the weaker vessel, and I don't say that with disrespect. Um, oh, yeah, we no. want to jump in and protect, you know. And um, as you get older and you mature, you realize like you know you can't always do that. Like uh, I think Artie was saying because, um, or even geography said this, where it it could be detrimental to you. Um, the girl might even turn on you sometimes when, um, you know, because some brothers don't like when you intervene. So the girl might even turn on you at that point. You're like, yo, I just stopped him from beating your ass. Um, yeah. And it's unfortunate, especially, you know, for, for us with darker hues, we don't like calling the police on each other. But that's probably the best people, the most qualified people to come deal with that. <laughs> Versus us, turning out, especially when you have kids, because, you know, it's not about you anymore when you have kids. Right. You, know, you got to think yeah. about them. Yeah, because at that point, you kind of are putting your, your life in someone else's hands. And you're right about that. Not everyone is accepting of that help either. I mean, I was in a situation like that, too, where I tried to help, and she turned around and threw herself in between me and him. And I was like, okay, never again will I do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Next time he's beating your ass, I'm going to sit down with some popcorn and be like, hey, you missed the spot. Because, <laughs> you know, right. like, really. Yeah. Yeah, when you end up looking things up, you realize that a lot of the times when it comes down to uh, fights like that amongst two men, uh, uh, vast majority of the time, women do make it worse um, because you end up, I've been in this position, um, next no, she she thinks that because she can't be touched because her, her man's there, she starts yapping, yapping away, I'm like, uh, you probably need to stop because at this point in time, like like what's his name said, I don't know if this guy has a knife, he has a gun, he has his boys in the background, something like that, and, you know, things could go south real quick. Right. You, you, you do it on the wrong block, and then you got 30, 30 cash downstairs. Like, what's up? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. She thinks she's protected, and the thing is, is what I end up saying is that a man's job is to basically get you uh, from inside of the fire, outside of the fire. And how a lot of women in modern day end up thinking that, no, he should be able to be in that fire, have me on his shoulders and be able to withstand that fire throughout his whole entire life. I'm like, that's not how it works. Even with uh, armor, armor has an expiration date, you know? So that's how it's supposed to work he's not supposed to stay in there uh the whole entire time his job is supposed to get you out so do you think that um because of the way society is now and the way some women are programmed do you think they expect you to play all these roles like you're supposed to be the hero and yet you're supposed to be tender you're supposed to be um the provider and yet you're supposed to let her do what she wants do you think that the the way it's being presented is confusing to men now like do you guys know what your place is anymore I'm, or what I'm, your at, I'm absolutely are? confused I'm absolutely confused <laughs> and that's why when we had subjects like this um it's really hard for me to speak on certain things because I don't know you know you know if um, I'm if I'm working all day to make sure the bills is paid up and the kids is good but I'm too tired to come and do the whole TLC thing. It's a mm -hmm. problem. If I'm not working enough, giving a whole bunch of TLC, but shit ain't getting paid, it's a problem, you know? So it's like, 
with your knee, because you know it's, it's hard to give a lot of TLC when you're tired. And more than likely, if I'm working enough to, especially with um, the economy, what it is now, if I'm working enough to make sure the mortgage is covered, the utilities is paid, the car notes is covered, um, I'm going to be tired. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, based off of what's been going on, it's pretty much simple, like exactly what it says. It's like they want it all. Um and the thing is, is that, you know, we're men. We're not, we, we're not Superman. We, we, we can't be, even the Flash, uh, even with his speed, can't even uh, be everywhere at once. So, um, I, I end up seeing this video of this woman that ended up basically saying that she, she, she wants a, a conservative-minded man, but that's, you know, that is progressive and it and now you can see where their mind is at they they want they they basically they want the man to have all the limitations while they have all the freedom and talking to my ex-girl and we end up having that conversation you know a few years ago and it just came off like no you're being nitpicky It's like you, you, yeah. There you go. But you I got mean, the dynamic to me isn't really that confusing. Like, it's very, very basic for me. I think it's only confusing for women because women, women change their minds a lot. Like women, women are very, well, not very. Let me let me adjust my language. There, I have observed a lot of indecisiveness in the women that I have dated in my lifetime. So for me, like I understand how society shifts around and the different dynamics of the types of information that makes it out in the street. So because I know this is like a constantly changing dynamic, it's not really it's not really up for me to parse out the details. To me, the answer is always self-improvement. If I don't have a woman and I want one, the answer is self-improvement. If I have a woman and I want to keep her, the answer is self-improvement. If I lose that woman and I am back single again, the answer is self-improvement. So that being said, it, it makes things real simple for me. Like I don't really have to think about the details. But on the other side of that coin, you know, I may end up with a woman who might not be sure what she wants. Like, I, you know, I literally, like, because I've been single for about a year and a half now. I literally was with somebody who, you know, within, the, I think, the same month, um, you know, told me that they wanted to be with me for the rest of their life. And then mm-hmm. within that same month, I was the worst person in the world for them. And mm-hmm. for me, you know, I know. I know how I feel about me. I know what I do. I know the type of person I am. And a good testament for me in terms of like where my uh, conscious can rest is mm-hmm. you might, the woman that I'm with might not, might not, might not maintain her admiration for me. I might lose my sheen as the brand new toy or whatever. But your family still loves me. That's a great barometer for me. 
Like, mm-hmm. if your mom and your auntie, after we break up, is like, please stay in contact, save my number, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you always welcome to call, even though I'm not going to do it. That mm-hmm. tells me a lot about me and what wisdom, well, what, what a female with a woman with wisdom sees versus someone who might be closer to my age. On the other side of that coin, my mom ain't never been pressed about staying in contact with a, a ex of mine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think I think there's something there for me. But either way it goes, like I ideally would like a partner whose answer, who finds the answer to be self-improvement. So do you okay. think that there are a lot of women that are, you know, trying to get into relationships and that are expecting things from a man that they don't bring to the table themselves? I mean, if you, if, if I'm looking at this from a male perspective, right. like, I, I did a lot in previous relationships to really, really offer value, to bring value. Because much of manhood is tied to your utility. Mm-hmm. How, how are you a benefit to your partner? How are you a benefit to your children if you have them? How are you a benefit to society? How are you a benefit to your surroundings? Mm-hmm. The same mechanism goes into my job, my relationship, or breaking up a couple fighting on the street. Mm-hmm. My utility. So that being said, I don't necessarily, I don't, I don't think, I don't think as a whole, women consider utility unless that man is providing like a fantasy, you know, like, mm-hmm. like I said, like, like that dangling light on the angler fish. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you gotta be, you gotta be almost like, you gotta provide a fantasy because. I mean, I've seen women break their backs for like a big, big six-pack abs, a pretty face, you know what I'm saying? And, mm. you know, nice teeth. They'll break their back for that. But you know who ain't, who ain't got a chance at being a narcissist or a nip- manipulator? A short, ugly dude with no dick, you know what I'm saying? Like, and no money. Like, somehow, and ironically, those dudes are usually some of the smartest people. You know what I'm saying? If you look at the billionaires, all of them is unattractive. Awkward. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So that being said, it's like, you know, when it comes down to like really, really offering utility, you know, you gotta you gotta be a certain level of sexiness for her to be like, Oh, he ain't got no job, he ain't got a car, but he can live with me and he can take my car and you know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta you gotta do something right, you know. But I think for the most part, a man, at least a man at his peak, is not necessarily like thinking about a woman's utility because that's, you know, you, you can't have a focus on utility while looking for utility. You know, I can't, I can't, for example, the same example as before, I can't have a focus on who's going to do something about mm-hmm. this man and this woman fighting on the street 
while simultaneously focusing on, I need to be the one to do something. These are two conflicting thoughts. So that being said, like, I, I think there are the utility aspect translates to a woman and her child. You know, ideally you would like that to be the case, but I think when it, when it comes down to like your man or whatever, because truth be told, like you can make your man happy for zero dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like there's women out here with happy, happy, you know, boyfriends, husbands, and they ain't got to spend a dime. They know society knows you ain't got to spend a dime. Why? Because Valentine's Day come, they, they ain't putting, they putting diamond rings in them commercials, chocolates in them mm-hmm. commercials. They're not putting ties and socks in them commercials. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that so, like we we're the least like utility to a man is that it like the least of a woman's concern for the most part. Right. There's some fantastic women out there who who do the exact opposite. But mm-hmm. it's like if you a man who who really focuses on offering utility, a lot of times, you know, at least me personally, like I've internalized a lot of deficiencies in the relationship just because I knew that it was not a wise decision for me to place the overall state of my happiness in my partner. And so I have things that make me happy and I bring that joy into the relationship. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you guys a question. So what do you think are one of the biggest misconceptions that women have regarding men? Mm. That's a good one, huh? I don't think women can take into consideration how many men are absolutely invisible to them. That's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, for the most part, like, there's only a few men that can, like, actually get your attention. And I think most women's conceptions about men are based on men who got their attention. You know, but it's like I heard uh, one. I was in the talk before, and I heard a woman say, "Like, there's no more. There's no men with morals out here. Like, there's plenty of men with morals. They're just invisible Mm -hmm. to you because they're not exciting. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, and I'm not saying this is across the board or all or even a majority, but you see a lot of women like in regards to men." They, they take in the, the same mentality as like purse shopping. Mm. You know, like there's there's some sturdy, durable purses out there. It just might not be Gucci. So right. you, the question is, how many people are, if they had a choice, how many people are going to turn down the Gucci purse and get the one that's built a little bit more sturdy that doesn't have like the brand on it? Right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Maybe not me. This is why they end up saying, you know, if you want to find a good man, a lot of them say if you want to find a good man, look in your friends list because vast majority of them are probably going to be there. But at the, but by the time that they end up looking, those guys are going to be gone. Mmm, that's deep. That's <laughs> that's interesting. Well, the friend, the friend has seen what gets you wet. The friend knows what gets you wet. So by the time you'd have made like a handful of bad decisions. Mm-hmm. The friend knows 
she might be only fucking with me now because, you know, she finally then came to the realization that uh, these, 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 what excites her mm-hmm. is not there for anything substantial or long term. So that man might have the conclusion, not always, but he might come to the conclusion that she's she's here because I don't excite her. And so mm. that being said, like, there's a lot of men out here who were chosen last and something exciting came along and they were unchosen with mm. ease. Okay. I'll use this as an example with one of my buddies. I'll use this as an example with one of my buddies and um, one of, uh, I guess, his baby mamas. And he ends up asking me, he ends up asking me, like, why won't she go ahead and just find someone who will love her the way that she wants to be loved? And I told him, because she used up all her time with you. Oh, wow. She, She... she she used up all her time with you. And the thing is, is that <laughs> even if she does go and, and have it that there's some guy that will take her in, the problem mm-hmm. is, is because she's been with you for so long or been hooked on you for so long, it's going to be like a Will Smith Jada situation, which she is going to compare him to you the whole entire relationship. That's interesting. And women also, also like, you gotta con- take into consideration like, only fa- only fans is appealing because it has there is a minimal amount of work in it. You know, it's mm-hmm. it, let's let's be honest. That's not it's not molecular biology. You're not right. building a house. You're turning the camera on and getting freaky. Right. Getting well, paid to do something. That's that's beside the point. The point is, yeah. my my actual point is, it's about the high payoff with the least amount of resistance. So mm-hmm. that being said, it, when it comes to women and society today, of course we're not speaking as if it's a monolith, but mm-hmm. the vocal sector of women who have the most to say many times are following a very specific pattern. Women tend to break men up into sections. They have a man that they can talk to. They have a man that they can fuck. They have a man that they can borrow money from. And when it comes down to traveling the path the least resistance, that can work out. And that's very that's a lot easier to do than to commit yourself to one individual and focus on, you know, focus on working through the aspects that are um, that may be lacking, you know what I'm saying. The person who who communicates with you the best might not be the one who can fuck you the best. The person who can fuck you the best might not be the one who communicates with you the best or can help you financially the best. So, like, why would any woman sacrifice having a a, a sample of a group of men? for one man and then just deal with whatever's deficient you know like of course women do it 
But okay. as far as what is society is cultivating right now, it's like, no, have you, have you, have you one that you talk to your little bestie who you would never sleep with? And maybe, you know, maybe after like 10, 15 years, you'll, you'll give them a shot. But no, you have your, you have your bestie that you talk to. You have, you know, maybe somebody you can get a couple dollars from. Have you, you, you know, you'll be able to have access to your favorite dick, whoever that is. And, you know, you can sort of like build a bear to situation and have like different men for different circumstances. And, you know, a lot of women find that appealing and you do that for a good number of years. But, you know, like when you then turn around and expect one of those men to fulfill all roles because you get, there's fatigue over time, you feel like, man, I, I'm tired of just going from over here to over there, like, you know, fatigue builds up. But you spent years and you haven't had, you haven't built real, a real connection with nobody other than the person who was fucking you the longest. The Frankenstein, uh, Mr. Potato Head effect. Exactly. Oh, so like build a man? What do you think, folks? <laughs> I mean, to answer uh, your initial question, uh, one of the biggest misconceptions, one of the biggest misconceptions I get from women is that the belief that I won't commit. Mm. I mean, I, I get that quite often. But I definitely agree with these brothers is talking about. Um, I do believe that, um, and this is something I told my daughters too, is like, you know, a guy may not be appealing to you or eye candy to you, but if he is, you know, in their case, they in school. So I say, hey, look, if he got a 3.0, 3.8, 4.0 GPA, um, mm -hmm. when you, you know, that's what you should be looking for because you can always show him um, how to dress better or the cologne you like him to wear or maybe even the haircut that, you know, you prefer him in. And, you, you know, he could be that. Uh, more appealing guy to you, but he's more likely to have a better future compared to you know the the guy that's just appealing when he walk in, but he don't really give a fuck about the work or none of that, or putting in the work or the future might not be there for him like it is for this kid. But mm -hmm. in terms of the question you asked and misconception I gave that they uh, just assume that men ain't aren't, aren't gonna commit. Ah. Uh. And you know, what? I think that ties into. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. So I, I said I think that ties into what um, the other guy was saying is that it's based off of the men that they actually see. Is that they're saying that the guys that they're seeing ain't committing. Those guys mm. are afraid of committing. That's what they're basically saying. It's not the guys that they, they're not looking at that's not willing to commit. It's the ones that are that they are looking that they at are that looking is not. At. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in turn, they just lump you guys all together and figure you, neither one of y'all want to come in. When in case it's not true. Yep. I believe that, but I, I believe that they don't even pay attention to that guy that's not appealing to them. Ah. Uh, and I think that yeah, he's, he's invisible. Hurts the woman in the long run. Because now I they see. gave all these years to this uh, this guy that took him down to dead end, and here right. this brother go, and now you want to come back to him after you kind of, you know, used up a little bit. Uh, pardon my language, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. 
So let me ask you a question. When you hear women say, oh, I don't need a man, what do you, what's the first thing that comes to your head? I don't need her now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that that's dangerous because um, when we get older in life, we need that companion. Right. So you spent all this time on this I don't need a man attitude. And then um, when you kind of out the game, meaning that mm -hmm. you're older and you mm -hmm. can't really attract that good man no more because a lot of them is taken, you mm -hmm. end up lonely and miserable. Mm. And then you're up being the cat, right? You end up being the cat lady. Right. <laughs> oh, she already beat me to it. She already beat me to it. I was thinking the whole Simpsons cat lady thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what kind of reminds me is also um, there was a woman that was having another discussion with another woman, and she ended up saying, being a feminist is fun when you're young. Right. <laughs> yeah, they, they, believe, they believe they don't need a man because at that peak of time, they're getting all the attention. So, of course, they, they're going to think that, oh, well, I'm on top of the world. Until next year, you know, later on down the line when, and, you know, Father Time comes in mm -hmm. and wondering why they're not getting the attention like they had before. And then that's when they start getting mad and, and angry and upset and then start to sabotage younger women. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's deep right there. Man, there's deep. a big difference between I don't need a man and mm -hmm. I don't need men. Right, because right. when you say I don't need a man, like, does that mean you you're not you don't need you don't have anybody that you're calling for sex? Mm -hmm. Does that mean that you don't have anybody who's like your male bestie that you don't have sex with? Does that mean mm -hmm. that you don't have anybody that you call for assistance? Does that mean right. that you know like? you have no use for police, firemen, or at least somebody to pull somebody up off you if somebody slaps you on the street. Like, Man. it's, it, you know, like I said, there's a difference between I don't need a man and mm -hmm. I don't need men because it ties mm -hmm. into directly what I was saying. Like, most of the time when you hear a woman say, I don't need a man, it's because mm -hmm. they have a percentage of multiple men. Mm. What do you mean? They have a, they have like a little black book, so to say, of men that they can Meaning, meaning they, got a, they got a convo man. They got a, you know, a tell you whatever they you want to hear. They have a little, little um, you know, the guy, you know, she, she, she's friends with. They've been friends for years, but, you know, they're not really, he's not really her type. She has a dick man that she calls. Um, she has a, you know, like a, a guy with money. You know, like she mm -hmm. she don't need a man because she has a certain percentage of those men. Right. Now, okay, so then on the other side, like if you had a chance to tell a woman, you know, hey, this is what you're you're doing wrong, what would that be? 
Like, if you had a chance to change her, her thought process on one specific item, what would that be? Regarding, you know, men. Well, mine's just quick. Let me just get it out the way. Um, like I said, I, I direct my daughters to the guys that's willing to do the work. Okay. You know, stop, stop going for the fancy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Look for these men that's willing to do the work, whether it be academically, physically. They understand that, um, especially here in America, opportunity comes with work. Like, it is the land of the opportunity, but you have to work for it. So right. I think a lot of times women are appealed to men for their swag versus um, what do they have going on to provide? Long pole, mm -hmm. right? Long term. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. For me, I, I basically kind of what he ended up saying, but I'm going to put a twist into it, and it's going to be like the exact same thing as everything that glitter ain't gold. Right, right. And the thing is, is that, yeah, you see these guys that end up showing off, they, they had a nice car, they're doing this, they're doing that. But I end up saying, like, you don't know what these guys are doing in the background type of deal. So before you even go ahead and you get with that guy that that makes it look like he's making moves, you have to see what kind of moves he's making. This is why they end up saying they uh, they had interviews on the streets and asking, like, would you rather get the guy that's a doctor or would you want to get the guy that's a drug dealer? And the vast majority of the times they say the drug dealer. Oh, because it's right. fast money. No, that's some real shit. That's some real shit right there. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. yeah, but that's the thing about fast money. Fast money is is fast in your hands, but also fast out of it. Right. Exactly. Because a lot of times when you hear a woman say, "Oh, niggas ain't shit," and you look at the men she was messing with, they ain't shit now. But at some point, they was. But uh, it was more than likely a, a, a inconvenient way to make bread. So he out here he's uh, scamming. And he was the man at the time, you know, lay down with him and made a baby. Now he done went to jail and got a wreckage. And yeah, right. he ain't shit, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Yeah, then you the whole, Yeah, you have a whole bunch of younger men now are basically doing illegal shit because they end up hearing from these women that the instant that they go to college, they should already be making six figures. Mm. Before you even talk to them. You, you you have to be in college making six figures right now before you can even approach me. But my question would be is, is she making six figures? That's, my sorry, that's, not, that's not the Your game that we play. Society does not demand of women the same demands that they have of men. It's, they have demands, but it's, it's just not the same. It, it's not that like... even that it's... Go oh, go ahead. No, okay. no, it's not even that she has to make six figures. The question of the day is, is that is she even worthy of uh, being uh, having a man that is making six figures? That's a good question. Is she? What woman? What? What? In twenty twenty three, what? Where do you see any part of society that's cultivating that sort of thought process? I ain't seen it. Which one? Which thought process? The thought process of, like, first of all, okay, I'm not even of the opinion that a woman should be making the same amount as me. Mm -hmm. I don't think 
because I, I don't think women make money with the intent of sharing for the most part mm-hmm. unless she's mm-hmm. purchasing something that that is more so in terms of a man that feels like a fantasy or a luxury mm-hmm. but you know men for the most part like like I you know when, when as I earn a living I would like a family to be able to share it with that includes a woman and a child. Like, I don't think women think like that. Like, I for for the most part. It, but if she does, more than likely, he gotta be. He gotta be. He gotta look a certain way, or he gotta like handle himself a certain way in the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? Like, women don't don't look at finances as like this is a starting point for me to finally earn my way into a family. That's just not how it works. Like a woman could be at McDonald's and run into the right guy and have like a family and be taken care of. And society is not going to like have any like sort of judgment for her for walking into that path. The other side of the coin ain't really that true. Like, you know, if I'm working at McDonald's and some woman says, hey, I, you know, I'd like to change your life and start a family. Mm-hmm. Chances are, even if it doesn't come like from society or the public, you know, I would be naive if I didn't think that perhaps some of her friends might be like, you know, girl, you could do better. Like he works at McDonald's. He smells like French fries. Like, what are you doing? So that Maybe, leads me to ask. I mean, you know, so, yeah, let I'm gonna, let me get these. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I, I was going to jump out on the limb and say real quick. So, traditionally speaking, right, if mm-hmm. I'm going to provide and protect, um, I would like a submission in return, right? But if that's not your thing, and, you know, that's why communication is key. If that's not your thing, then we need to be going 50-50 on everything. Mm. Rent, utilities, car notes, groceries, everything. But if the thing is, is that I'm going to provide and I'm going to protect, then at least let me get submission in return. Okay. But see, now it's submission. When you say submission, let me get these comments real quick, and then we're going to go back to that one. Because uh-huh. that triggers a lot of women when you say that. that I that's why I thought I was jumping out on the limb, right? Yeah, no, 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 that's okay. And, don't, and I'm, I want to ask this question because I... When I think of submission, it's not the normal submission that most women think of. So that's why I want to mm-hmm, ask you. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go ahead and get these messages real quick. We got Isabella. This question is for the gentleman, right? So if a woman, if you see a woman who is moving with her in, in, instinct, right? Her instinct or her protective energy. You know, some women out here are very protective. And uh, we'll go in there not working. I think I heard Artie say, do you do it for free? Well, police officers are always police officers, even if you punched out. Not all do the same thing, but uh-huh. do you think they're operating in masculine energy? Do you think that's masculine to intervene as a woman? Because then when a woman challenges a man, especially when he's beating on a woman, is that a woman being a man I've heard people say that a lot I <laughs> I hear it a lot you know but it's pretty much 
trying to protect or trying to stop what's wrong. You want to answer that? I mean, I get her point. Uh, I don't really have a rebuttal. What I end up I'm saying not... about, you know, what, what I end up saying about the whole, uh, it, people are going to start feeling resentful when they end up continuously put their life on the line and they get nothing out of it. I mean, it, it comes down to that human beings work off of incentive. Like it or not, that's just how it works. Um, so that's that's what I'm trying to get out of, is that I don't think a lot of people are just going to just do those things uh, continuously out of the comfort of their heart um, and, and just expect nothing. And if we do do that, and, and I could talk about other stuff like when it comes down to uh, like one of my buddies was having a conversation yesterday about um, uh, being a stepdad and stuff like that, but it still follows. Right. Men need incentive to do these things. When there's no incentive, they stop doing it. Personally. Mm. Personally, I mean, if she's asking about, like, okay, to address what she said about, like, her instincts with police work, and she's the same outside of police work. Right. I don't, I can't say for you that that's you operating out of masculine energy. That could be just who you are. Right. I think the dynamic that is really really in question here is if nobody knew you were a police officer and you just decided not to intervene in a situation where it was a man attacking a woman, I don't think anybody around, especially like men or women, would be like, hmm, I wonder why Isabella didn't do anything if they didn't know you were a police officer. Now, you being a police officer, that, that whole dynamic might completely change, and I imagine right, it does. Right. However, I'm not a police officer. I'm just a man. And right. I could I could be projecting my own personal instincts on others, but I would be a fool. Like I, I'm not naive enough to think that if I just allow a woman to be beat up on the street, like I'm not gonna be surrounded by some level of disappointment, especially from women. The men can't be disappointed because like how are you you should have did something if it was like that. You shouldn't have been looking at right. me. But I, I, I'm a, first of all, I'm a whole nerd out here. I spend most of my time on a computer, programming and shit like that. So that being said, like, on the, the, my, uh, my getting into action in that situation, mm -hmm. it had, it has, one half of it is my personal instincts, but the other half of it is like, I don't, I feel a certain responsibility. I don't want women to go home after witnessing this situation and think that men are out here not willing to be protected. That's another half of it. And that could be totally misled. Cause like I said, you can get your head blown off doing shit like that. However, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not willing to ignore my own personal instincts in that scenario. And I also am not willing to be like some sort of disappointment 
to where it's like men are out here letting other men do certain shit. You know, I don't think that ex- that part of it exists in the female world. If a bunch of women are together and they see a man um, beating on a woman, maybe they might jump in, but they're not going to be disappointed. Like, man, Susie, why didn't you get in there and do that? You know what I'm saying? So it's, just, it's just. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So in other words, when it comes to situations like that, it's more expected for a man to jump in than a woman. So if yeah, he and does I'm, jump yeah, I'm in, okay with that too. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I get what you're saying because I, I, I feel the same way. Like if I see somebody beating on a woman and there's a guy or two around, I shouldn't, as the female, be the one to separate it. Now I will because that's just who I am, but I mm-hmm. do expect one of those men to be like yo what's going on and intervene because at the end of the day you're the one that's more physically able and capable to take care of that than i am i'm not stupid in that sense you know what i mean if it came up to me or him doing it i would hope he would do it i would try but i'm not you know what i mean i'm not built for certain situations you know if there's a six yeah. foot three dude I'm only 5'2". How much am I going to fucking really do? You know what I mean? Let's be real. So, I see what you're saying. It is more expected. But, uh, than it it comes down to that whole you teach, you teach people how they should treat you. That's what I'm basically trying to say. And the thing is, is that if you, if you have it that, okay, yeah, you, you're not getting a thank you, but also you having it that, oh, well, you're getting uh, the woman jumped on your back and, and basically punching you in the back of the head, or you have it that she uh, she basically ghosts you after you try to save her, or even in certain cases, you know, you, you get freaking arrested for doing certain things to try to save a woman. <laughs> and... What you teach the men now to not do that anymore, and you're here, and you have that some women are looking at the guys like, why, why aren't you, why aren't you doing anything? Why aren't you, why aren't you helping that woman out? Because they seems too many guys get uh, get screwed over when doing so. I mean, I, I feel like if 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 that thought compels you to not act, then you probably should. But to add another dimension to it, it's like, we're still doing this in the era of men ain't shit. Right. Mm -hmm. We're still doing this in the era where women entertain each other with Mm -hmm. men are useless. Right. You know, it's not like 30, 40 years ago where, you know, men were men, women were women, or whatever the case may be. I'm, I'm not talking about, I'm not trying to advertise for a, a previous era because right. there's that gets hairy, hairy too. But the point right. is, this is the era of men ain't shit. So you do, you do have to, you do have to get over, okay, I can, I can die. Not only can I die, but I can, mm. it, chances are these people are going to be right back together. Mm. Chances are she uh-huh. might attack me, and right. I'm doing this with men ain't shit echoing right. in my head. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, here's <laughs> what it is, though. Growing up in New York, um, 
you know, that that's still an extreme circumstance that we even describing because in my whole lifetime in New York, um, I might have dealt with that twice, three times tops, right? Uh-huh. Well, and I hope I'm not out of context when I go here, but even if we simplify the situation to something as simple as a woman getting on the subway train and uh-huh. men is sitting down and this woman have nowhere to sit, especially if she's pregnant, um, uh-huh. we're frowned upon if we don't get up. Right. You know what I'm saying? And still, like the brother geography said, still in the era of where they gonna get on the phone is how talk about how much niggas ain't shit, right? We still right. found the point that we don't get up and get on that team. So the way I'm and, and that could be wrong, but the way I'm interpreting it is as we're in the era where men are getting bashed but yet are still being expected to be a certain way. Right. Well, I mean, like I don't think yeah. women like really, really folk really have have keyed in on this idea that like your your single friends might prefer you to be single no yeah i get that because sometimes being in a relationship just you being in a relationship will lead a woman to think like i need to see some flaws in this situation so that i don't have to reflect on on myself and ask Mm -hmm. myself questions like i don't have to think like if my friends if all my if i'm the only one single uh-huh. Then, then that's gonna sting a little bit. But if all my friends' relationships fail, then uh-huh. I don't have to feel as bad about me. I don't have to reflect as much. So that's one aspect. Like, yeah, that's true. And and we in the era of like, if you tell a woman what she want to hear, like she's going to listen. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like she, they going to listen. Like, like. I, I remember it, it was a dude on the internet named Derek Jackson. Like I knew oh, God. he was full of shit. I knew it. We well, all did. Same men did. We could we could see through that blank brainless stare and see right. there was nothing. There was no passion in this man's eyes. It was almost like he was reading a damn teleprompter. You know, mm-hmm. but, but telling telling a woman what she wants to hear is how you get a lot of women these days to listen so it's like as a man like if you care if you care about a person sometimes you got to tell them what they don't want to hear right so that being said who who's she gonna listen to like is she gonna listen to one voice telling her what she don't want to hear or she gonna listen to the other five saying no don't listen to him and men don't have Men do not have names that we call um, our our men, like our homeboys, who are in relationships and like cater to they want. Like if you take good care of your girl, like you know what I'm saying. Like I've never, I've never talked to one of my friends and said, "Bro, you should leave her." Never. One, it ain't none of my business. Two, like who the fuck am I to tell somebody they need to leave their relationship? You know what I'm saying? But women have all kinds of tactics and mechanisms and communication techniques to try to get in between relationships. They even like if you cater to your man too much, they call you like a pygmy or they, they'll mm. call you they, they're like, you know what I'm saying? Like just taking care of your household, whatever that is, you know, right. and if you do something that they don't do, there's a problem with you. 
and y'all will keep these people around. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like, man, it's there. I end up hearing stuff go. about I that mean, whole pick me stuff. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, there's no word for that on the male side. My male friends that have kids, they get Uh frustrated with me because because of them children or child, I find every reason they need to stay. Uh Exactly. No matter what you told me she came home and did or went out in the streets and did, I'd be like, bro, you got to seek counseling or something because them kids involved. Right. The only time that I ended up told my buddy to to that it was probably time to break it off with with his wife is because she was cheating on him behind his back, and she he ended up catching it. That's the only time because and what ends up happening is that they they tried to work things out, and I told him like it's most likely not gonna work out. I mean you can do what you want. I mean. But most likely it's not going to work out. And what ends up happening is that she ends up doing it again. Uh, he he ends up just, you know, getting a divorce. She tried to go back to the guy that she was cheating on him with. The guy that ended up cheating, that uh, she was cheating on him with uh, got arrested. And then she wants to try to come back. That's why. And, yeah, and, and that's <laughs> why I say, say there's no reason why you shouldn't leave. Um, like abuse and shit is definitely a, a, a no go. Well, that that well, that's where people get frustrated with me because, of course, if somebody's chronically cheating, you're gonna have to separate, right? Right. But um, even in the circumstance where your woman stepped out on you, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be like, yo, did y'all? We're gonna do a process elimination before I even considered you leaving. Like, uh. did you go to counseling? Um, did you seek therapy? Did you communicate with her? Because I say this not to a single couple. I'll be like, yo, bro, you better go now. Because I wouldn't want him to have babies with her. She, 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 right? But if there's already kids involved, I'm, I'm not going to advocate for you leaving unless we went to the, the full extent to try to see if we can get around you leaving. Right. Well, this is where me and you differ is because when if she ends up doing that, at that point in time, in my mind, she already deems that this guy is better than you. So that's now another, you know, part of the Frankenstein slash Mr. Potato Head that just put into play that you have to now overcome and jump. So. Right, but, but and I agree with you with that and. I'm not going against you for that, you know. I, I I believe that, you know, in your own right, you see it like that. But um, for me, it's bigger than you and her at that point. Um, mm. it's kids. And- the family dynamic is what uh, you're. Oh. I'm sorry, right? So, so for me, that changed the dynamic because when you look at uh two parent households, the success mm-hmm. rate of the child is just you know really high. Now, like I say, it comes to a point sometimes where you got to call it a rat. And hopefully mm-hmm. y'all could co-parent, right? Right. But if you could put yourself aside for a second, right, and sacrifice yourself and your feelings for mm-hmm. a greater good, why not try? Mm. I mean, uh, it's up. It's it was up to him. I told him what needed to be done. Like, like I said, for me, because also. 
there's, it's not that there was times that men didn't do it because I even heard stories. Women end up cheating. Freaking guy, he ends up taking her back. But next thing you know, uh, that what's uh, that trust ain't the same, and right. it never is going to be the same. So right. she now feeling bad about the whole situation of her cheating and now how she's being treated by him at that moment and all the people telling her like yo you lucky he didn't just you know divorce you just just right, deal with right. it now because because you you hate this what's going on right now but you put yourself in that situation right. so right. now she's trying to twist it up and change it to like oh well now i'm in an abusive relationship right 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 well that's why i said i'm not going against you and i don't think you're wrong I'm just adding right. a different dynamic of let's try to see where we could uh, compromise for the sake of the right. children. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, when, the, when all else fails, you got to do what's best because you can't take care of the children if your psyche ain't right anyway, right? Right. So exactly. hey, when all else fails, you just got to do what's best. Right. All right. Hold that thought real quick. Let me get these four messages. We got Phyllis. I guess I'll answer the question directly. What is the biggest misconception that women have? To me, the fact that men aren't allowed to have emotions. Mm. I think a lot of women take men being in tune with their emotion, and that doesn't mean being emotional, but men being in tune with their emotions as a weakness. And I think that's an extremely large misconception. I do believe that was the question. Yes, sir. It was. That was a good one. All right, we got. That was number two. Three, I agree with you when asking the the lady or the female, whoever you're talking to, do she make six figures? I agree asking that, but just like Geographic said, society doesn't make that happen for us. As us mm -hmm. being men. And the ones that have to lead, take charge, and be the man of the house, the king of the throne, we are expect to make that much money. That's mm -hmm. how society looks at us. That's how women look at us. That's how the world looks at us. Right. Yo, real quick, that's my um homeboy too. If y'all can shoot him a follow, he a great dude. Who oh, I am or Juan? Le um, yeah, right. yeah, I am. I'll yeah, follow yeah, him yeah, real yeah. quick. All right. He got another one in here. And I'm not saying all women think like that. The, the woman that you see on the internet, on YouTube, on, on these shows, talking about what they expect in a man, talking about those women and how society looks at us. I can respect that, and I agree. We got Ladybug Frock. What it do, Bree Talks? What up? What up, girl? Hello to everybody else in the building. Um, Artie Blacks, Geography Coast. What up, guys? Yeah, what up, uh, I just woke up, so I'm a little slow. Don't mind me. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the room though, reading it, trying to read that, it. Uh, oh, cool. nomination show got got a lot of people a little burnt out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, you know, it's interesting when Bliss said that because, um, I do feel like sometimes 
there is no space. Like, do you feel like you always have to hold your emotions in or your feelings in? Um, because there is a difference between feeling your emotions and being emotional. Women right. tend to be more emotional. And for whatever reason, we don't think men have feelings altogether. Right, right, right. Um, I can uh, give a quick answer. I'm sorry, but wait. Um, no, go, so, ahead. go ahead. But, go ahead. You know, like, that's the part where I get confused because when I'm walking around emotionless, it's a power, right? Right. But when I show some emotion, like, yo, you should probably try doing it like this and do it like that because this ain't working out. This is just bringing frustration. It's like, oh, you bitch more than the bitch. And I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back to that relationship thing. Right. Yeah, and the thing is, is that how I'll explain it, because I remember watching this guy, and he ended up saying it like this, is that when you end up having it that, you know, you, you in a good mood, and you're going around, and you're trying to be positive, next thing now, everybody looking at you like you goofy. Like, so they'll bring you down like that. And next thing you know, okay, cool. You kind of upset you, you down right now because, you know, probably some, some shit happened in your life. And next thing you know, now they're looking at you like you a negative ass motherfucker. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then, and in that, just like what he ended up saying, now you walking around like you I robot. Right, right. And, and that's the problem. And, and that, <laughs> And, and then that, yeah, then that's a problem. So you're here, you you suppressing positive and negative emotions, and next thing you know, now you you here and you're stuck in where you're at. You're in a stoked position, and now you're you're still toxic. Mm. <laughs> you guys Word just can't win for Word nothing, up. huh? <laughs> so that's I'm why I can tell my parents. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, you can finish point. Uh, no, I was trying to say, like, this is why I end up telling my parents is that, you know, freaking, I could go left or I could go right, I could go forwards or backwards, or I could even stay where I'm at, and it's still an issue. Right. Yeah, I look so, at it like life is a battlefield, right? Life is a battlefield. <laughs> and as far as, you know, what I find useful in life is, I find useful... I need to I need to think the thoughts that I can use in this particular moment. And if I can't find any thoughts in my head that have utility to them, then you know, perhaps I need to breathe, perhaps I need to exercise, perhaps I need to get some sun, perhaps I need to get some sleep, whatever the case may be. But the reality is like, you know, life is a battlefield and it ain't it ain't it there's there's no safe spaces in battlefields. Like, mm. if you a soldier, you can get shot running in any direction. Right. You know what I'm saying? And get shot standing still. But the truth of the matter is, like, if you are a soldier, then you got to figure out how to save your tears for when you get back to the plane or the helicopter right. or the tent. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you, I, I feel like manhood means... You know, just for me, I'm not prescribing anything for anybody, but just for me, you can't cry in real time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You, you got to tuck that shit in and figure out a solution. And then, you know, once the solution, once you find a solution, if you still feel like it, give yourself a little space. But also, mm-hmm. you know, it ain't it ain't necessarily to be 
shared with anybody. And maybe maybe that's problematic. Maybe that's toxic. But that's just that's just how I view the game that I'm playing called life. Now, let me ask you, because um, if I'm not mistaken, the majority of you, well, both two of you are single and one's in a situationship, right? but um let's say you know you all three were in a relationship would you uh want her to be okay with you expressing your emotions with you you know expressing them in a sense of where you're you know showing a little vulnerability would you be okay with that or would you find it's still an issue within you I think um, I think when I think women are encouraged to say that they want an emotionally open and available and liberated man, mm-hmm. but I think their instincts are and their actions are very often the opposite. Like mm. I can hear, like I don't, I don't. At this point in my life, I don't even listen to a woman say what a woman said. I listen to what's in between her words, what's underneath her statements, right. and I watch her actions. Because I know right. this, I know we live in, like, this is, this is, you know, when, women can operate with contradictive ideologies. Contradicting right. ideologies. So I know she's going to say, like, you know, you don't, you don't open up, you don't cry. I know she's going to say that. But right. I also know that she, if I show a tear, mm-hmm. she might not understand why she can't get wet no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, she might not, she might even look at herself like, wow, it's really problematic that his emotional pain expression turned me off so much. But hmm. I, I can't act like I live in a world where I'm expecting. <laughs> Her, her to have the same excitement for me after seeing me cry. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I, that's never so, been my experience. So you think if a woman was to see you cry and be a tad bit vulnerable, that she's going to lose her, um, her attraction to you? You're no longer attracted to her? Or attract, yeah. You're no I, longer okay, attracted. My, my stance on the situation my stance on the situation is I have limited use for tears in general. Right. The details, the details of how the tears affect her, you know, I, I can mm-hmm. get into it. I have a hypothesis. My hypothesis is that mm-hmm. once you cry in front of her, somehow, somehow your, if she, if she looks at you like you made a stone or made of iron, Mm-hmm. That could change. There's a good chance that it could change. That's not my reason for not crying. My reason right, right, for not right. crying is I don't think society has a lot of use, sympathy, or utility for male tears. And I personally don't have a whole lot of use, utility, or sympathy for my own tears. Like, if I feel like I, while I'm crying, I could be coming up with a solution. You know what I'm saying? Well, so I say that because I do know when it comes to releasing emotions, men and women are different. Uh, women are more verbal when it comes to our emotion and men are more action oriented. So in my standpoint, 
I feel like it's dangerous if a man's not allowed to express his emotions and has to bottle them in because men are more um, physical. You're more action-based. So if you constantly have a man that's holding in what he's feeling, you potentially have a bomb on their head because something's going to crack if you don't allow him to release some of that. And I feel as a woman, if we really want to be there for them, we need to give them that safe space to allow them to unwind, to allow them to, um, you know, release some of that so that he can process it in the best way he can and know that it's okay. And no matter what, we got your back. But like I said, that's just me. Because when my man expresses his emotions, I allow him that. Now, I don't expect him to be like that for three or four days. But I give him the time to do that, to express how he feels, whether it's tears or not, or just be in a state where, fuck, I don't know what to do, babe. Okay, you can sit in that, sit in that for 24, 48 hours. Once you're done and you're wanting to process, then let's process together. You see what I'm saying? Because if I don't, and he's at work, and one of his coworkers set him off, that could be the day where he blows up and everything he's been feeling gets put onto that coworker because he has no other release. Unlike women, we're, vo we're verbal. Everything we do is verbal vomit. So uh, that's how I see things when it comes to men being emotional, in their emotions. I could be wrong, but that's how I see it. Anyways. Well, I, I'm glad she actually <laughs> kind of said that because that somewhat happened to me. I blew up at uh, one of my jobs. Like I, I punched the hole in like a, uh, in a like, three inch thick uh pexy glass because i got sick and tired of it so yeah I, I i had that before um and i find i find it a good thing that he brought up you know when they're saying that you know there's no tears in war or something around that because i, I know a guy that's and i've been hanging around with him for the longest that he was a vietnam war veteran and the thing is, is that these guys, uh, and I end up hearing from women is that, oh, well, you're a man. Um, you used to go out to war and stuff like that, man. It's, it's, it's like, you shouldn't be allowed to go ahead and cry and show emotion and stuff like that. I'm just like, you've never been or never hang around with these guys that, uh, that actually went to war. I have. Right. I've sat down, we had conversations up until like 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, he ended up telling me how it was. He was a medic. Um, and he, they did cry. He did cry. Um, they, they've been through a lot of trauma. Uh, so when they end up saying that, you know, there's no tears in war, I'm just like, there are. It's painful. It hurts. Like men, men deal soaps. with this stuff. Like huh? it's it's a different it's a different like crying amongst fellow soldiers or comrades is different. Like for example, like me if if I shared tears with with like a homeboy or one of my homies started crying in front of me, like that's completely different than him crying in front of his girl. So like it is, it is a difference because like 
there the, uh, the understanding of the coldness of the war you're in mm-hmm. is going to mm-hmm. be best suited for another man. Now, another man, more than likely, is going to, you know, they're going to give you a, a second or two and then tighten up. You know right. what I'm saying? But it's like, that's the reality of, of this game that we playing. Like, the reality yeah. is, if I get punched in the face, mm-hmm. crying ain't going to do nothing for me in that situation. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what I'm getting at with this whole situation is that women have not been around these type of guys to understand these type of situations. They only know what they see, like you said, y'all used to go to war and stuff like that. Just like, you only know what you end up seeing. What, what, what you end up seeing on TV or what you see on uh, social media, you have not actually been around these guys, so you can't really speak upon that. Mm. You haven't talked to these guys, so you haven't really speak upon that. Like you, You're trying to project a certain type of image that you only see online, and this is the exact same reason why they end up uh, saying that all men are trash because that's the only thing that they see. It's the exact same thing. Um, and when it comes down to men being able to tear up and be able to cry and to show their emotions, even though I will advocate not to, for a man to show his emotions, I understand why it's important for a man to, to, uh, to show it because even for me, I was basically going around emotionless for like the longest, like I didn't even cry during my grandfather's funeral. Like it got to the point that that I had um what was it? My <laughs> my eyes started to dry out because tears is what is important to make sure that you will be able to see. Right, yeah. And you right, so I got Mm-hmm. Exactly. So next, you know, I start getting more and more deep into depression. Next, you know, I start smoking. I start drinking. Mm. If men cannot show these emotions, they're going to find other vices to keep themselves in check. Now, right. the thing is about those those type of things is that it's a it's a band aid, and the more that you end up doing that, you know, the more of it that you're going to have to take in. To, to suppress all that. Right. I see what you're saying. Real, real quick, because I know you got the um the the sound the sound bites coming up, but um let me try to make this quick. Long story short, for me, right? I do agree that if I cry, I, I don't want to cry in front of my homies because it's a sign of weakness, right? But if I cry in front of my homie, um. I could get them to brush it under the rug. I could say, yo, never bring this up again. And they won't, right? Right. I'd rather cry to my girl because that's supposed to be my beats. But she going to throw that shit in my face later. Now, she, I don't necessarily get treated different because um, I guess because I'm a roughneck by nature. So she still mm-hmm. had that that respect for me. But um, at some point, she always ended up throwing that shit in my face. Well, that's immature, first of all. <laughs> I'm it is. And you know what? And I and I say that because on a previous channel, I had a lot of men say that women hold shit 
And I have right. issues with that too. I, <laughs> I've been one, but I don't throw it in your face. What I'm going to do is, if you're going to try to correct me, then I'm going to bring up a situation that you did similar to it. See what I'm saying? That's right, what I'm going right. to point out. And it may be, it may be childish. I'm not going to say it's not. It may be childish or it may be a form of you throwing it in my face. But that's how I need you to see things because if you're going to correct me, I can't have you correct me if you're not moving in the same way. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Hold on. So, wait, 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 hold on. Let me ask a question real quick. So you're saying that you would, you would bring up him crying if the no. circumstances permitted no, 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 never, no, no. When it comes to my man showing his emotions, no, absolutely not. And the reason being is, and I will say this, he is more um, mature emotionally than I am. I am completely, um, I have the ability to detach very well, and I'm good at it. So, being with him, he's actually showing me how to be a little bit more compassionate um, because he's in touch with that side of him. So I would never throw that in his face because I don't know that part of me. And because I'm with him, I'm learning that part. So no, that's not ever going to be an issue. When he needs to show it, I'm going to give him the protection and the safe space he needs. And when it's over, it's over. And if he needs so somebody to help build it, then I'll build it with him. Does that make sense? Like. Yeah, that ain't never okay, gonna so be. You saying that's that's the reason why Coast Girl might have done that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. Okay, so let, yeah, let's yeah. let's take that point and illustrate this: the clear, concise, and stark high contrast difference between the life that men live and the life that women live. Mm -hmm. You within yourself can see a reason why a woman would throw crying back into a man's face. You can you can kind of illustrate an idea in your head. The first thing that, that comes to my exist. mind is immaturity. Right, it, but but you but you can kind of you can kind of find a little bit of immature logic in it. No, I don't that find any logic in it. Oh, I thought I you. I logic. thought you were saying. No, 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 no. Okay. No, when I say I if not. I bring something up from the past, right, when I bring right. something up from the past, it's like if Bliss turned around and said, "You know what? Um, I didn't like the way you, you know, you did the dishes." Let's just say, you know, I know it sounds small, but let's just say I didn't like the way you did the dishes because mm. you put it on the left side; they belong on the right. Mm. I will turn around and say, okay, well, three weeks ago, you put it on the left side. So how are you going to sit here and tell me what I'm doing wrong when you just did it? That's what I'm talking about. Mm. I will show but him comparison, know, but I'm not going to throw like, his emotions. Like, that's but there is. Well, you know, you we, know, we you don't. know when the emotion is thrown back, um, usually, I'm sorry, geography. You know when the emotion is usually thrown back? When you're mm. trying to put, um, when you're trying to draw a line in the sand, right? So you're asserting mm -hmm. some kind of authority. Like, yo, listen, I'm not going to play this with you no more, da, da, da. And then it's like, yo, but you was just up there, da, 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 the other day. 
So that's where it's kind of like it gets thrown back in, in the first phase. You get well, what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And that's right there. That's what you call um, below the belt fighting. Right, and right, that's right. Sense of maturity. <laughs> and, I, and I'm saying this like, okay, so quick backstory. I'm 46 years old. I was single okay. for 18 years. Um, mm. I've been on my own since I was 12 years old, raised in the streets of Brooklyn. No mm. parents or anything. So Brooklyn. I grew up. Yeah, I grew up showing no emotion. I couldn't because the emotions in my street was weakness. Was weakness, right? So what I grew up with was a nine millimeter on my side. That's what right. I grew up with. So having Brooklyn said street. that, meeting my dude now. He's completely opposite. He's what I like to call a refine, uh, a re, <laughs> a reformed thug, because mm -hmm. he lived the same life, but he's been able to elevate and grow out of certain behaviors, mm -hmm. um, far past than I have. I was still single. He was in a twenty-year marriage. He's been in mm -hmm. a relationship. You see what I'm saying? I had not. So us coming together, we're complete opposites. Mm. When you say emotions and all that and being able to communicate, that's him, that's not me. I'm the one that I'm not gonna speak to for a couple of days. I need to cool down, I need to walk outside because I'm trick I'm trigger finger, you know, like I'm trigger happy. Mm -hmm. Um and so that's why I say with me, I won't bring up your emotions because I know that's a sensitive part of a mm -hmm. man. I know that's a sensitive issue. So if I'm going to give you that space, I'm giving you my word that if you show me that vulnerability, that I'm not going to throw that at you because guess what? You're not going to do it again if I do. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. And I need you to know that I'm your ride or die. I need you to know True. that you can depend on me. See what I'm saying? And that's just my logic. Because that's, that's rare to do it again because of that. That's I'm rare. Sorry. So, so no. this oh, yeah. I got to go. I gotta go sit in the car, like what they said on Friday. Go cry on the car. <laughs> well, uh -huh. see, and that's the thing, and that's why I'm doing these panels because I've learned certain things from him that you would think as a woman I should know and I should be, but I'm not. Right. And I'm trying to show other women what they're doing good and what they need to work on, because I uh -huh. don't agree with a lot of the shit that these women are doing. I don't. I don't agree well, with it. And I'm you. not going to sit here and back a female up if I feel like she's doing some fuck shit. I'm not going to do it. Right. Oh, yeah. Real quick, I wanted to say this because I know you're trying to get to those messages real quick. But mm -hmm. this is another, that is another reason why that you end up having these guys going to the strip club and stuff like that. That majority of the time, the, and you could go ahead and I, I end up talking to women that used to work at the strip club on here too, and they'll say the exact same thing. Usually the vast majority of the time, they ain't there for uh, sexual attention or anything of, of the sort. They're there to just vent about what's going on in their lives. They pay them to tell, Yeah, they're paying them to listen. They're basically personal therapists. So basically, you, you having it that this man is paying other women Instead of stripping to actually listen to them when the thing is, is that, oh, well, why, why could you just save the money and then spend on me and, and instead of using it on them because he can't come to you. Right. You're not right. His 
We die in peace. That, and that's my point. I'm trying to convey that. And having a panel of men. And the crazy thing is, I've had, like I said, this is my fifth panel. Um, the consensus is the same. It may be said differently. There may be different scenarios. But it's the same consensus all the way around. And I'm doing this just to, you know, hammer home to women that are like, oh, men ain't shit. Or um, they're lazy. Or they don't understand. They're complicated. No, you're making shit complicated. That, that, and I have a woman's panel too on the other side where I try to, you know, we work on our own issues as women. So right. when I, yeah, so when I say I'm different, it's not even being different. It's just that I was raised differently. Right. You know, I'm, I just was. Um, I'm more in touch with my masculinity than I am in my feminine side. And it is what it is. Um, being with the guy that I am with now, I'm learning how to be a little bit more softer and sensitive but it's it's hard and because put, it's put not the guards down a little bit right <laughs> yeah you know let the guards down be a little so bit more vulnerability because <laughs> i'm not fluffy i'm not i'm not now let's be you know, open this can for me <laughs> yeah you know i'm like i'll do it myself you ain't gotta do it you know but i'm learning it's right, I'm learning right. progress you know but let me get to these four real quick and uh, we'll start to wrap it up soon. I got Frax. I have never seen my father cry. Um, and the only emotion I, I'm used to seeing from him is, you know, anger. You know, beating us while we were kids, you know. Then later on, you know, stuff that he used to watch to make him laugh, you know, I, I know what makes him laugh and stuff like that. But I've never seen him cry. Now, my mother said the first time she saw him cry was um, when they went to Africa and he had a co-worker that, you know, brought him there. And they had like a ceremony for him. And I guess they made him like a, a prince or something like that in that uh, country in Africa. And my mother said he cried. I was like, what? What I would I wish I was a fly on the wall. <laughs> That's what's up though. Shit. All right. Oh man, don't tell me this is not working. All right, one of y'all gonna have to hit the bubbles because I cannot see them. It's crazy. Whether it's a man or a woman to expect a human being to not have any emotions simply because of the gender that they are. Yeah, <clears throat> but it happens. All right, who got the next? I don't know why. Um, I've had men cry to me, but by the time that happens, it's when I'm already checked out of the relationship. So when they do cry, I'm just like, whatever. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not buying it. You full of shit, you know, especially even after you've gotten violent with me and then now you're crying no you just you're just fishing for ways to try to make me stay so um yeah yeah that sounds like manipulation right there but go ahead next one absolutely correct um it's no secret people know my past here so um yes that's what men came into the strip club to do most of the time um i made the most money talking 
to men and giving them like massages, massaging their shoulders, their elbows to their hands, you know, just showing them attention got me the most money. It wasn't even, you know, always a, a sexual thing. And I and I tried to explain that to people a lot. And they're just like, no, they just want to fuck. Men come to strip club, they just want to fuck. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah, I agree. So. I'll basically, since it's almost time to wrap up, I'll basically say this. There was this man that ended up doing the whole call-in chick thing. And what he ended up doing, he, he did do that. Uh, he, he called the chick, the women up to go over to his place. And it, it usually, they the women think about it as going to be sexual. But no, actually, he called them up. He was willing to pay these chicks to come over and he cooked for them. Yeah. Because his wife passed away, and mm. the old, the thing is that what he enjoyed doing was cooking for his wife. Oh, that's bad. So that's the majority of the times, like like I said, I mean, these guys they they don't they they want someone to be able to listen to them and be able to understand their emotions. So that's pretty much it. Hmm? All right. What's your what's your closing geography? What you got? Um. Yeah. I. I mean, personally, I don't. I don't really see the value for me personally mm-hmm. for the world to be more open to men crying because. Mm-hmm. Like, I find so much, I found so much utility in just not engaging it. Um, Of course, everybody's different. Like, sometimes a particular individual Mm -hmm. doesn't quite know how to channel their emotions to a point Mm -hmm. where you're harming yourself or another person. But, like, I've never, like, I've never put my hands on a woman. Like I'm not violent or anything like that. It's just it's way the way I'm put together. Like I don't need a space to cry because you know I don't I don't want <clears throat> I just like I see so much utility in other methods of managing your emotions i feel like i feel like there's a space to where your your brain can start clicking a little harder if you feel mm-hmm. overwhelmed but um i do agree with like strip club thing i think a lot of men who are looking for an outlet <clears throat> for their emotions or whatnot they might go to a strip club but mm-hmm. that's more that's also a signal that you don't have yet a great way to manage your emotions. Like there should be yeah. so many other things that you should do before going to a strip club. Like personally, I have zero desire to enter a strip club. I haven't been to one in I can't even remember. And never had the desire to go like initiate. Like I've gone as like, hey, me and the but like the fellas are going now, hey, you should come too. Then I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll go. But right. like it doesn't have any utility for me because like I I guess my desire is to like if I'm gonna confide confide in somebody it's gonna be with somebody who 
like actually wants it. Like I don't I don't want to have to pay to confide in somebody because then I feel weird. I feel like that's almost like emotional assault. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't actually want it. Like you you you're an emotional prostitute. Like you just be you just here to because you get paid for it. Like I mm-hmm. I would much rather somebody be like interested, but I also know like a woman's interest is kind of kind of gonna be based around her admiration for you. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, like I I have long long standing had the view that like the kindness that you receive from a woman, like the limits of her kindness is gonna be very often, not all the time, but very often centered around the limits of her attraction for you. So if she's mm. highly attracted to you, she's she can find the capacity to be highly kind. Mm. And that to me ain't even like that don't even feel like an incentive. So once again, like I just, you know, I don't really have no space, whole lot of space for crying because it just don't seem like I'm living the kind of life that would be conducive for that, personally. Right. Yeah, I could understand that, absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. I could definitely understand that. What you got for me, Coast? I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I just want to say um, I believe communication is key. Um, Especially in this information era where you could just get on YouTube and they got people that teach you how to communicate and, and you know, it ain't like back when we was growing up, you know, the, the, the access ain't, the access is there now. So learn to communicate. Communication is key. Be upfront with your feelings from the door. You can't change your picture in the ninth inning. So if don't, don't not mention it. If this is what your uh, standard is, your expectation is, put it up front from the front door so y'all could move forward accordingly. Um, and then I just want to thank you for allowing men to come on and you know vent. You know, I really feel like we got to vent tonight, and I appreciate you for this. And um, uh, oh, and and also too, at some point when um you get a chance, we we got to tackle that submission thing. We ain't get to tackle it tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have you back up. Let me know. Oh man, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. One thing that we forgot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, listen, I just want to say this too. I know I'm ghetto as hell, but I am a God being with me. And, um, you know, Jesus saved, right? <laughs> Word. No, I, yeah. you guys have been amazing. Um, we definitely have to hit that submission. I just don't want to keep you guys any longer than you need to be. It's Saturday. I'm sure you guys got shit to do. Um, I got to go but, to another show. Yeah, I, I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you guys. And whenever you feel like you're available, just let me know. I'll bring you guys up. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for your honesty, for your respect. I mean, I, I, the communication was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Even when there was, you know, um, not seeing eye to eye, it was very respectful. And I appreciate that. For that. So, thank you. Sure. Much appreciated. Thank you. Um, I just want to close out these chambers like we always say. Keep your hands in your feet, inside the car at all times. Keep your head on the swivel. 
because the devil continues to deceive us all. And this is A&M that. going through like a Air Force win. And on that note, good night, gentlemen. Let's up, Brooklyn. Good night. Each down, holding it down.